to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's the founder and president of the Article 3 Project. It's Mike Davis. Mike, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, really glad to have you on today. What a, what a momentous day. And I want to start with something off the beaten path, just to get your opinion before we jump into the purse strings and the CRs and who's going to do the budget and who's going to impeach whom. I have to start with this story that I heard about yesterday on the anniversary of 9-11. Not only did Joe Biden not go to New York or Shanksville or, or to D.C., but they made some freaking deal with Iran where we gave Iran five prisoners. They gave us five of ours. Oh, and we give them access to $6 billion that we had frozen. Mike, I mean, it, it, look, it's already a disgusting deal, and I don't want it to happen. But you do that on 9-11? What's the thought process? Yeah, it seems like it was intentional. You don't make an announcement like that, a foreign policy announcement, unless it's planned. And it seems like it was a big uh, F you to Israel. And, uh, you know, this is a continuation of President Obama's policies. It just proves that President Biden is is President Obama's puppet, and they want to continue these policies where they're anti-Israel and they're pro-terrorist. Is, is it me, or did Iran lose its title as the the largest state sponsor of terrorism on the planet? Why would we give them $6 billion? I know it was theirs, and this is what, what Kirby said all day today. It's, oh, it was their money. It wasn't our money. No, no, we froze it for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to help them build their nuclear program. It's going to help them build their missiles. They are rogue actors. They are bad. This is a bad country. This is a terrorist country uh, that has made it its mission to destroy Israel and destroy America. So why the hell are we giving them $6 billion to do this? Why the hell are we negotiating with terrorists? Why are we incentivizing hostage taking by these rogue states going forward? Exactly right. It's like the Bergdahl deal. So you make a deal to get a guy back that actually joined the bad guys, and uh, and then at the same time we say we don't negotiate with terrorists. It's all very confusing to me. But but maybe it makes sense politically to some of these idiots on the left. It's Mike Davis, president of the Article 3 Project. Go to article3project.org. Forever, since I was 10, when I started caring about politics, I've known that the House controlled the purse strings. This game about the budget every time just blows my mind. Nancy Pelosi rolled them last time to get her budget in, even though she was out. And then you had Joe Biden rolled Kevin McCarthy on this other deal about the debt ceiling. Now we've got some people on the right, allegedly Republicans or conservatives, that are afraid that it's going to look like they shut down government if they just try to pass a clean bill to get a budget done. Mike, update us on on where we are on the budget. And is this the same game we see every single year? Yeah, I mean, I put out a Fox News opinion piece on this very subject on Friday, and this is where House Republicans need to understand. Speaker Kevin McCarthy needs to understand we need to stop kicking the can down the road. We have out-of-control spending. We have out-of-control debts. We have uh, interest rates that have spiked where people cannot afford to buy homes and cars anymore. We have inflation out of control, and the way you're going to stop that is by cutting government spending, putting the federal government on a diet. I defended Speaker McCarthy during the debt ceiling negotiations, and I took a lot of heat on the right for doing it because I said that is the not, not the right time to cut spending. The, uh, the American people are not willing to lose their 401k savings over a debt ceiling fight. The American people are certainly willing to shut down the government to put the, the federal government on a diet during a, an appropriations fight. So these House Republicans need to say this. We are going to, the House Republicans should pass spending measures that are pre to pre-COVID levels and include appropriations writers. For example, we're not going to use federal funds 
for racial discrimination, equity, affirmative action. We're not going to use federal funds for transgender surgeries and pills on kids and prisoners. We're not going to use federal funds for the the politicized and weaponized justice system. No federal funds can go to the federal government or state or, or local governments if they're prosecuting major presidential candidates on or before November 5th, 2024. The, the House has the power of the purse, and they, they can say to the Senate, the Senate Democrats and the Republicans, frankly, who are pigs at the trough as well, yes. and to President Biden, you can take these measures that we pass. You can, you can go on a diet and take, take what we give you, or we're going to shut down the damn government. It is uh, Mike Davis, Article3Project.org. Article3Project.org is the number three. Go and follow him right now everywhere. You know, all of that was very, very well said. Let's get as basic as we can. You know that I'm kind of a basic guy. Um, the House of Representatives says, here's the budget. Then the Senate says, we agree with it or we disagree with it. Let's get together and maybe make a deal. Um, and then the president gets it once it's a convened bill. Right now, the House is acting like they'll be the bad guys if they just pass a budget. Does it not work the way I just said? Here's the budget from the House. Now, if the government shuts down because the Senate doesn't accept it, it's on the Senate, isn't it? I mean, it, it is. I mean, politically, the, the the liberal media will blame Republicans, but who gives a damn? I mean, they're going to anyway. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway. <laughs> and frankly, people will still get their Social Security checks. People will still get their entitlements, their Medicare. Who gives a damn if these if these woke federal agencies in Washington, D.C. get shut down for two or three weeks right. until President Biden and Senate Democrats come back to the table, take what House Republicans offer them, the diet that House Republicans offer them with the, the, the proper ingredients, meaning these appropriations writers, to end this Marxist woke nonsense that the federal government is, is spending. And if they don't want to if they don't want to have a reduced meal, that they don't get any meal. And that's the way it's got to be. And then you've got to be, you've got to have the backbone, I believe. And tell me if you think I'm wrong. If you're McCarthy or anybody who's in leadership on the, in the House, you've got to have the backbone to say, we didn't shut down government. We, Schumer's got the bill. All he's got to do is get it through. Uh, all Biden has to do is tell Schumer to get it through and, uh, and he'll sign it. We're not shutting down anything. The, the, the whole problem is the Republicans feel guilty when they do the right thing. How do we stop that? Because Republicans, I always say that, the, uh, that DC is the only place on the planet where the reptiles lack backbones. Yes. And I think that Republican politicians are some of the worst of, of, of those reptiles because they are total cowards. Look, the American people are tired of out-of-control out of spending in Washington, D.C. They're tired of 7% or more mortgage interest rates where it makes home ownership for the middle class impossible. They're tired of these high interest rates for their car payments, for their student loans. They're tired of inflation where it costs 25, 30, 40% more to go to the grocery store. They're tired of high gas prices, right? We can start to bend the curve on high interest rates and government spending and inflation through this appropriations fight. And Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans need their need to find their backbones. Uh, I hope they do. It's Mike Davis. Go to um, MRDDMIA over on uh, on Twitter. Go follow the Article 3 Project everywhere as well. Let's talk about um, the, the coincidence, the serendipity of McCarthy now saying we're starting an impeachment inquiry and Matt Gates at the same time saying we're looking to maybe vacate the seat because we don't like what you're doing. I mean, that that's not accidental, right? You know, I... I think that what I actually want to commend Speaker McCarthy for moving okay. forward with his impeachment inquiry. And I think we need to do this carefully and methodically, but we have to open this impeachment inquiry. 
because there is uh, there is there are serious allegations along with evidence, a lot of evidence that the president of the United States is compromised by tens of millions of dollars in foreign bribes and other corruption from China, from Ukraine, from Romania. It seems like every Biden, except for the five-year-old granddaughter who they finally acknowledged under political pressure right. after five years, was on this payroll, right? So the president is clearly compromised, or at least it looks it looks very, very, very suspicious that, that the president of the United States is compromised. And this is very dangerous to America. It's very dangerous to our foreign policy. It's very, very dangerous to our American domestic policy. Think about it this way. Uh, president Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine. He went on the take. He took $10 million from Burisma, allegedly, right? Yeah. And Russia has 17 audio recordings, 15 with Hunter, two with Joe, where Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are shaking down this Burisma executive for this $10 million foreign bribe. That is compromising material on the president of the United States. Putin invaded Crimea under uh, Vice President Biden. Four years of peace in Ukraine, Biden's back, and Putin smells his corruption. Putin smells his weakness. He's trying to take the rest of Ukraine. So that $10 million bribe to the Bidens has, has cost American taxpayers $100 billion and running. And then you're going to see China, where, where the Bidens were also on the payroll with Chinese oligarchs. They could see his weakness in, in China and try to take advantage of that with his corruption and weakness and try to invade Taiwan. So you have uh, two nuclear superpowers in the world, two of our enemies on the march because Biden is corrupt and weak, or at least in part because Biden is corrupt and weak. This has this has dangerous consequences consequences for our country. And this is why in the Constitution, the House of Representatives has a constitutional duty to investigate this. The reason and everything you said very well said, and of, of course, above board and very true. But people are a little bit anxious. The reason they're anxious is that uh, Trump got impeached on on a phone call that he says was perfect. It was damn near perfect. I listened to it. You had Vindman lie about about what was being alleged and it, it didn't happen. Then they impeached him again. They impeached him twice. And the second one, he got damn near close to getting getting convicted. So now we've got a guy that everything you just said is true, but even less that. You could have impeached him on Afghanistan. I think you could impeach him on the 7 million people that came across the border that wouldn't even know who the hell they are. You could have impeached this guy on day one, I believe, because of his connections to his, his son's business dealings. So you understand the impatience, right? I mean, it's a year and a half, two and a half years in. We're ready. Let's go. Let's, let's get rid of this guy. This isn't okay. There's no question that the House of Representatives has the evidence right now to impeach what they need to be able to do. Remember, under the in the Federalist Papers, the Founding Fathers talked about how impeachment is a political process. And that's, that is right in the Federalist Papers. And so in order to get the American people behind this impeachment, they need to beat the drum on, the, they need to get this evidence through this in, impeachment inquiry and make the public case over and over and over until it becomes politically inevitable that the American people want Joe Biden impeached. Look, like you said, President Trump got impeached for merely asking questions about then Vice President's uh, Joe Biden's foreign corruption in Ukraine. I would have right. impeached Joe Biden a year and a half ago. I'm with you. But you yeah. know what? They have to deal with the reality of a very narrow House of Representatives where you have members who do not want to impeach at this time. At a, at a very, very, at a very bare minimum, they need to move forward aggressively with this impeachment inquiry. And what this impeachment inquiry does is it gives the House maximum 
power. This means that Biden's going to have a harder time claiming to the courts that he has executive privilege for, for this corruption and for his, his Biden Justice Department, Attorney General Merrick Garland's covering up this corruption and actually deflecting by going after President Trump with unprecedented election interference and lawfare. I think at the end of the day, the House may end up, end up in, impeaching President Biden, Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Chris Wray, Chris and uh, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised by that. It is uh, Mike Davis, Article 3 Project. Article3project.org is the website. Go and support what he does. It's incredible journalism. It's great journalism based on facts and based on law. Um, but before I let you go, I've got to ask you about what you just brought up, Merrick Garland. The DOJ is corrupt as can be. I mean, the tentacles are deeper than you and I can even probably figure out. We know how dirty it is. We know that they've been weaponizing um, th- this entire department against Christians, against Catholics, against any- anybody who's who would stand up at a school board and, and make a stink about a pornographic book in a library. What can be? What can happen here with with Merrick Garland? Because I don't know that you have a, 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 as much support to get rid of him as you do to get rid of Biden. Um, the American people should know how horrible this guy is. Should know how ridiculous it is to put Weiss in charge of uh, the Hunter Biden special counsel. What's likely to happen there? Will something happen there, or get rid of the the Biden stuff first, then worry about that? No, no, no. They can walk and chew gum, uh, chew gum at the same time. Okay. I just put out a Federalist piece today on how uh, House Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan needs to really ramp up this oversight. I commend Jim Jordan for sending the letter to Alvin Bragg. I commend Jim Jordan to sending the letter to Fannie Willis. Those were important oversight letters. But it's time to move forward and move past tweets and letters and start issuing subpoenas. They need to start subpoenaing these bad actors. Remember, Matthew Colangelo got sent from the number three office in the Biden Justice Department to resuscitate this zombie case against President Trump up in New York with his Soros-funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. That was passed over by the prior Manhattan DA, the Federal Election Commission, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office, and Alvin Bragg himself until Biden sent Colangelo up there to indict a a former president for the first time in American history who happens to be Biden's chief political rival. You have Jack Smith uh, with his unprecedented lawfare campaign for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. Jay, Jay Bratz, one of his counselors, one of Jack Smith's counselors, there is a very serious allegation that Jay Bratt threatened Walt Nata's defense attorney, Stanley Woodward, who was up for a D.C. judgeship, that Jay Bratt was going to torpedo, essentially, uh, Walt Nata's application if, excuse me, uh, Stanley Woodward's application if Walt Nata, President Trump's personal aide, didn't turn on President Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case. I mean, there's so much corruption. And and it's House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan needs to uh, start, uh, get moving again, start issuing subpoenas, Start having staff depositions, start having public hearings. Let's get moving. And the real smoking gun might be Fannie Willis, who we know was told, well, we know through Newt Gingrich, and he says he's got a really good source, was told to release the indictments Monday night at 11 o'clock at night to try to hide how stupid the Weiss move was. And she does that even before the, the grand jury voted. I mean, that case in and of itself should be the smoking gun that the DOJ is weaponized against President Trump. Yeah, it's it's amazing I always say that that uh, Manhattan, the Soros-funded Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, is the Michael Avenatti of this lawfare against Trump. Right. And 
This Fulton County DA, this Democrat DA down in Fulton County, Georgia, Fannie Willis, is the Julie Swetnick. These two buffoons are exactly. undermining the Democrats' lawfare campaign because they're so utterly sloppy and stupid in how they work. Fannie Willis got up and did this highly inappropriate press conference the night of the indictment. She answered every question, it seemed, ran her mouth too much, as all these idiots do, but she refused to answer the question from the reporter whether she is working with the Biden Justice Department. That tells you all you need to know. Spoke volumes. This is clearly coordinated by Biden and his Justice Department, Merrick Garland and his Justice Department. Go follow Mike, M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A over on Twitter. Go follow the Article 3 Project as well, article3project.org. Mike, thanks for making the time today. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. I appreciate you. Next hour is going to be uh, Elon Srulovich. He is an actor that you may have seen in some uh, some pretty good shows. I'm talking about Walking Dead, Loki, The Big Short, uh, CEO of, e- of Agard Watches. Agard Watches. And, and it's sort of a watch company that says we're not going to do the woke stuff. And he got angry angry at the Gillette commercial like I did a few years ago, where, where it's walking around basically telling all men that they're toxic and, t- and masculinity is toxic, masculinity is bad. And that's when I said, well, I won't be shaving with any, any of your products anymore. And I think a lot of other people did that as well. That sort of was a, a sea change for him. And I asked him about being in Hollywood and doing the job that he does. And why is the watch company the right way to go? It's a very interesting conversation. Really liked the guy a lot. I, I wasn't that familiar. I, I haven't watched those shows. But, uh, but clearly on top of the game and is not playing around when it comes to men have a role, women have a role, we can't, we can't keep on acting like men are bad and women are good, and, and then at the same time, men can take over women's sports, it doesn't make any sense. So make sure you stick around for that for next hour, we've got that for you and a whole lot more. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We'll get into this Iran deal as well on the Joe Pags Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.